testing. Just, just go. Yeah, welcome to another. It's not another, is it? It's a, um, it's our Christmas edition of the Visual Div. How you doing, Ali? Good. This is our Christmas party. This is our Christmas party. That was such a good idea doing a Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, we're just gonna actually drink pints and talk shit this time. Yeah, I, hey, you say pints. I've I've only got cans, which is a uh, which is not good enough. Like I, I was gonna. Oh, true, run but I, I only have cans too, but they're like five hundred mil cans, so it's almost, oh, yeah, it's not I've... quite a pint. It's almost a pint, but I put it into a pint glass, so it looks like I'm having a pint after one sip. Looks, <laughs> looks like a pint, tastes like a pint. Yeah, you can do that with some beers, but you can't you can't do that with Guinness. Unfortunately, you can't. It's just. An abomination. Guinness. There, there's worse things in life. <laughs> there's worse things in life. That is true. <laughs> anyway, we, we're gonna we're gonna change the format a little bit today, and we are gonna play loads of messages that everyone has sent in. And I've not listened to any of them. I've seen who sent them in. Alan has not even no seen idea. who sent. No idea. He's not allowed no to log into a lot, a lot of the uh, technology that runs this podcast, so he hasn't seen any of the... zero access to anything. I don't even, barely even have... <laughs> I probably don't even have any rights. <laughs> I've got nothing. I was just about to say there, you you um, you um stumbled. Like, you didn't even introduce this thing. You were like, welcome to another, and then you just went off with a tangent. <laughs> so we haven't even said welcome to the visual tip. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway. It's a Christmas party. Production value has gone out the window. Yeah. yeah. Would it be like so, all Christmas parties where, you know, one of the staff makes a holy show of themselves? Yeah. Who's that, who's that going to be? You or me? Who's going to be on the floor by the end? Who's going to be dancing with, you know, um, Tracy from Accounts by the end of the uh, the podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anyway, what we're gonna do? Let's let's just start. Let's just dive in. Let's just dive in. Let's see if we can work out how this. I'm gonna play a little clip now. We asked for people to send in like just little messages, questions. We've got some long ones. I won't I won't lie. I think there's a few long ones in there. And if it's getting on a little bit, we might just cut you short. Um, but... I will try not to. But to we'll be try sure, not I don't... to. Yeah. I don't know if I have the headspace for technical stuff right now. I was at a wedding yesterday. So. <laughs> okay, so let's. let's uh, we're going to start with one of the the most technically minded and uh, competent guys in the Webflow community, and see what he has to say. So let's see what uh, what he has to say. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is WebBay wishing you happy holidays. I would really like to know if you have any recommended accessories that you cannot live without, like a keyboard or a mouse or something like that. Just curious. Might buy myself a Christmas present, you know? Anyways, have a good one. Uh, no way. <laughs> That's awesome. So, WebBay is wondering, do we have any accessories that we, uh, well, that we can't live without that we can recommend? It's funny you say that. I've currently I've got my mic and it's on a a makeshift stand. There's a box and then there's another box and in the second box is a drone that I bought bought for myself a couple of Christmases ago. And when I was at a 
uh, a Christmas party, I showed everyone how to fly this drone in the middle of London, and I crashed it into a tree, and I haven't fixed it yet. So, <laughs> so don't get don't, don't get a drone. <laughs> is, what I was about to say is that something you can't live without because you haven't fixed it or thrown it out yet. It's just sitting there, just bust. <laughs> At the time, at the time, Aoife would have said, I can't, I can't go anywhere without this drone. I had to charge it up. I had to get it out. I had to, you know, dog walks. Um, we took it, you know, we took it traveling with us to New Zealand to, and it was, it was amazing. And then, yeah, then I, then I crashed it into a tree in my neighbor's garden. So, <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, what, say... what, what, yeah, what, what's your accessory? Um, not, Last Christmas, the Christmas before, <clears throat> I was given uh, a Fitbit watch, so like a, you know, a, a tracker, a wrist, yeah, a tracking watch, Fitbit, and I was really like, oh, I don't want this. I really was like, oh, fuck, this is like a present that I don't want, and I absolutely love it, and I, I literally can't. I, I, I look at it every day, look at what, how many steps I've done, look at how many calories I've burned. Um, it, yeah, like weigh myself pretty much every day and put it in and follow the trends and it's great. It's well, really, there you really go. cool. And and, it's, and Web, Bay, it's Web, awesome Web Bay's a runner, for, isn't he? A runner. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's been awesome for um, I get the last year. So we've Mavian is like one, just over one now. So just monitoring your own sleep, and instead of just like assuming that you are always tired. You had real data to say, no, actually, last night you got eight <laughs> hours sleep, so don't be a cranky fucker. Or last night you got three hours sleep, so you should be a cranky fucker. <laughs> so it's been great. <laughs> uh, I think I think we should all wear that. Everyone in the family should should wear one of those. It would solve a lot brilliant. of problems. Yeah. So yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I I don't care about which brands or anything. I just have a Fitbit, so just a. Uh, yeah, okay, so we've um, okay, so Web Web Bay Keegan, as his real real name is, get a don't get a drone, but do get a Fitbit. Um, okay, right on to the next one. We're going to move quick here. We're going to move it. We've got a lot. We've got eighteen messages. Let's play the one that I did have that did work. Alan, Matt, it's Ollie here. Thanks for responding. Um, as a fellow mast user, I'm very curious to know if you've made any customizations or additions to your starter project file to help speed up your builds and if so what are your favorites thanks again guys now there we go you're 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 the webflow ma or the, the mast master here it's a good question good question well we we did do a an episode but we haven't uh we haven't published it yet where we talked about mast but i think the biggest thing that i've done is i've actually renamed the way that the uh typography is is named so I don't like calling, I don't like having classes which are like H1, H2, H3, because I think they're too too similar to the, the tags. So I think people can get confused if you're putting a, a H2 class on a H1. So I change those. I call them header, header style one or H2, head, H style one or H style two. Um, and what else do I do? So I, I got to admit, I probably put a few spacer divs in there as well. And then I put a few uh, things on the columns as well, some extra utility classes. I put a few utility classes in as well. I can't really remember, to be honest. You know, the when you just, you that, just um, use it. Yeah. Creating components so that you can 
commandy have your component I, like your section that has two calls or your section that has three calls with a section container three calls or whatever you have those built out already and command e your way through the webflow ui instead of be yeah. building out the same same thing over and over again yeah that's, that's a good the point yeah thing to copy and paste we have a component we have a layout library in, in the starter kit which is yeah as you said as alan said like section with a container with a three call or just a container with a three call or a container with one call or and just variations of that all saves components and then just you know use put them into your page and then unattach them and start using them so yeah that's probably the most the biggest time time saving but anyway let's uh Let's try and pick another one that's going to work. And yeah, so we've um, we've got a few more coming up. And sorry, we had a bit of a pause there. We'll that edit a, that, that bit was out. smooth. That was really smooth. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you did say, and I'm going to stop. So the next line I will did. be, and so. <laughs> and so. Right. Anyway, we've um, here's a message from our good friend that we met in London. Yo, 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 dudes, it's Rob from Cape Town, South Africa. Really good meeting you both in London at the Webflow conference. Merry Christmas and all that. My question is for both of you. What is your favorite Christmas movie and why is it Die Hard? Cheers, boys. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Great question, Rob. Great question. You go first, Matt. Home Alone. Home Alone 1, I think, is my favorite Christmas movie. I could watch that all day, every day. And mostly these days, actually, because we turned around in the uh, in the car today and looked at our little two-year-old. He's just, just turned two. And he had a beanie on. He had his coat on. And if he just had some shopping, like shopping carrier bags, he would have looked like Macaulay Coughlin walking back from the church to his house. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, um, home, home Alone Home Alone 1, definitely. Home Alone 2 is great, but Home Alone 1 is, is probably our favourite, yeah. Yeah, that's mad. I had Home Alone in my head as well. Die Hard. It's, it's so funny like that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, of course. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> but at home, in, in Ireland, it's kind of... Um, <clears throat> there are movies that are played every Christmas that aren't Christmas movies, per se. Like, one was... Um, growing up, I think it's because over Christmas nobody worked in RTE basically, so they just like put it on autoplay. Well, we used to always watch was it Ben Hur, which is like a four hour movie <laughs> about like I don't know, like gladiators and stuff in Rome. Um, yeah, that one always, always remember that, like just you know, full of sugar and Christmas food and just watching this movie. Um, on yeah for like four hours and um another one that's always on at christmas time here is is hook with robin williams and i know it's not a christmas movie but it's always on at christmas oh that that's a great that's a great movie that is a it's great a movie. class movie i i absolutely yeah love it. yeah um i wish i was the the kind of person who could just quote stuff from movies i've got a friend who literally he to a to a T, he knows every line off every movie and just ring it out. Maybe we need him to come on next next year and help us out with some sound effects. But yeah, it's, um, okay. So 
we've got another person here from way basically the opposite side of the world um so let's see who this is Well, 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 if it isn't my two favourite podcasting dads, I just want to say a quick, absolutely freaking love the potty. Um, So, yeah, well done, boys. And my question, Lala, is if you could work with an absolute dream client, who would it be? That's it. Love your work. Merry Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that is uh lish from from mount manganui in uh in new zealand yeah kiwi actually yeah. coming through strong there oh she's uh like energy talk about energy levels that girl has got energy levels coming through the roof it's i've, I've had a few calls with her and it's just infectious you almost like you'd almost want to jump on a call with her every day what like obviously she's going to bed and you're waking up just to get you going for the day like you know she she works a she works a full-time marketing job and then is learning web flow and coding on the side and um gets out for the odd surf and and lives in mount manganui i got stories from mount manganui awesome place in the north island new zealand 2003 i was there with my um my buddies and we had we had a we had a great time Let's just tell. I won't tell you all the stories because there was some. Because <laughs> now that you're a dad, you're not allowed to tell those stories. <laughs> no, I do. I do not. I do not want anyone um, grabbing hold of this. Um, but yeah, what was the question again? The question was: um, If you had a dream client, who would it be? I I used to say sporting teams. You know, like when I, when I before I came over to here, I actually mocked up. A built on Webflow actually. A built um, the Connacht rugby website, the Ulster website, the Munster and the Leinster one because I thought they were rubbish. So I rebuilt, <laughs> rebuilt them. I was going to send them, and then um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of, but yeah, I think sporting websites, something to do with sport. I'd love to do like a, maybe like Olympics or like I don't know uh, X Games or something like that. Something where you got loads of content that. You can just work around. I think would be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I've done, I did a website for um, a, a big po- podcaster in Ireland called Blind Boy, the Blind Boy podcast. So that was pretty cool. Um, a real hands-off client, just like do what you want, which was awesome. Um, but in turn, what would I? What would be a dream client? I think I think what I would love is like a client. What I love is when clients have like a, a real problem and they're trying to figure out something technical, like figure out a technical way of answering that problem. And instead of it just being like, oh, we want a marketing site just because. It's like, well, what do you want that marketing site to do? And how can we, how can we achieve that? Like, how can we get the the user to go through the website or the product and get them to perform an action. So anybody that has a problem like that, where they they know they know they want something, they have they they have a service or a product or whatever it is, and they have they have that, but they don't know how to get the 
person when they land on the website or product to that point. I love working with those people. And I love it when they're open to exploring and, and, and putting something out there that can be iterated on depending on what the user's um, journey or experience is. Because I think um, I was listening to a clip there um, of uh, a Webfail clip and was it Keith from over in Canada? Is it Flow Sparrow? He was saying that, you know, and he, I, I agree with this, like when we build something, we're, I won't say we're guessing, but it's close enough to guessing. We're making, um, we're making um, judgments based off of experience, but one, we don't actually know what the user is going to do when they land on the site. Like we can make really good assumptions and from our experience builds like a product that is, you know, going to, uh, that will drive people in a certain direction. But like once you see traffic there and the, the traffic and the users are following certain journeys, that's the, that's when you can really fine tune what that uh, user experience is or that user journey is. So my dream client is someone that is willing to put out something that isn't the final product, put out something first get people on it and then use heat maps and data to make design and development iterations on that product thereafter. And unfortunately what tends to happen a lot is that you have clients that think that their website is more like a book or a a brochure. It's hard and it's not malleable and they think that it has to be perfect right now. And we've all experienced this where it's just like, it's deadline day and they're like, well, the words are just not perfect or that photo isn't perfect. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect when we launch because we can make it perfect when we see what people are doing. So yeah, I, I would like a client. My favorite client is that one that is willing to put something out there that is uh, a version one and then track it and then make a version two and a version three and a version four until we fine tune so, so I I will temper that with I've got a story from when I used to work in advertising. Okay, so I used to work for Orange Orange Mobile. So they, they I think they still exist in France, but they're now EE Mobile, most other places. Um, and we ran their digital marketing account. So we did all their search affiliates, banner adverts, and I was in in charge of their pay monthly. So you know, like you pay per month contracts for 12 months or 18 months i was in charge of all the banner ads for that and um we we came up we were the agency we came up with this brilliant idea that we could test different banner ads and see how effective they were at getting people to buy a phone or and and sign up to a contract yeah but so what we did is we we did this a b test like like you're saying you can do on websites i complete i'm a big fan of it and we said look We'll spend 90% of our budget on orange ads and then 10% of our budget will go on to charity ads. So instead of running an orange ad, we'll run a charity ad. So they, And then we'll track these people around the internet. So they'll only ever see charity ads in that month. And then some people will only ever see the orange ad, you know. And then it was kind of like an A-B test and see if people who saw the orange ad had a higher propensity to buy a phone. And therefore the ads were working. And then if people saw a charity ad, they 
they didn't have a high propensity to buy a phone and therefore, you know, let's keep doing banner ads. Anyway, we did this experiment with about 300 grand's worth of ad spend. And bearing in mind, these guys used to spend 500,000 a month with us. So five, 500,000 a month. And we used to take a, a, a pretty, pretty healthy chunk of that. Anyway, we did this experiment and the results came back. And our, our, the data guy upstairs, really clever guys upstairs, crunched all the numbers and brought down this sort of kind of <laughs> this PDF of saying, right, what are the results? So it transpires that we all sat around there like thinking, oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. We're doing this. You know, we're like we're cutting edge and all this kind of stuff. And then we sat down. We like some of the directors came over and it's like, guys, you're doing some cool work here. And anyway, the, the guy presented it and said, his conclusion was, oh, gee, his, his conclusion was, he said, someone who sees a charity ad and no and none of your orange banner ads um, is like twice as likely to buy a phone off orange as if they were as if they had a banner ad from from you so all our efforts all our efforts like we had what well, we had a team of four of us d- doing this and we, we had you know obviously the, the client was involved here because they they'd signed off on the budget to to do this test and um we had to we had to go over to paddington in london where orange were based they had this big shiny building you know walk in and normally it's quite a a jovial affair um and this time we walked in with the report and they looked at us like, like you've got something wrong here. Like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? If we show someone an advert, they're less likely to buy a phone from us. <laughs> anyway, long story short, about four weeks later, as you know, all the way above my pay grade at the time, they'd all have, you know, behind the scenes discussions. Um, Orange cut their budget by about 80%. So, <laughs> Yeah, lo and behold, lo and behold, the agencies I was, <laughs> yeah, the agencies that I worked for, we we went out of business about two months later. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so sad, but it's hilarious. So, although although Aline really really wants to work for clients who like to test stuff, I would maybe um, just yeah keep an eye on whether you. Don't test too much because it could put you out of a. They might go. Ah, oh, do you know what? It's probably, it's probably worse if we have a website. Let's just not have a website, you know. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was, it was like it wasn't brilliant because I remember walking back. I went for a coffee and I came back and everyone was in a room downstairs and I thought we'd won a big pitch or something. And I walked into the room and there were people crying in the room that had been at the agency for sort of six or seven years oh, and that is and someone so pulled rough. me away and said like yeah we've gone into administration and um yeah we probably won't be able to pay you and off you go like so yeah so anyway is... long story short so don't get <laughs> don't get aline's client no no go and work go and build build websites for sports clients anyway <laughs> let's move on let's move on we have who have we got that here we've Irish. got Talk, hey, London Irish don't no. London Irish went bust. Here's here's a message from a guy who's very successful. His team is very successful. Hey, Aileen and Matt, Vincent here, sending you a quick message to wish you both a merry Christmas and a happy holidays. Thank you very much for the great podcast you've been putting out. 
It's been a fantastic listen and I'm eagerly looking forward to new amazing episodes in 2024. Stay festive and keep up the great work. Oh, that's awesome. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, one of the legends of of uh, of the Webflow world, Vincent, who now is now is at FinSuite. Yeah, I missed yeah. him at the. I, we were like ships at the night in the, the Webflow camp. Um, so Vincent just on, on the rugby buzz. He's um, he lives in La Rochelle on the west coast of France, which have won the European Cup there the last two years. At beating Leinster, which yeah, I'm secretly delighted with. But it's a farmer. So my, my team is Munster, the, the team outside of Dublin, and Leinster is the team from Dublin. So, um, yeah, me me and him, every we have a couple of chats a, a year about rugby. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a really nice dude. But, yeah, completely, I think, definitely walked by him. Just like, and just missed him. Well, that thing, that I, thing at the Webflow camp where you're just like, this. I, I, everybody needed a Twitter handle and an avatar for us to recognize each other. Well, you you say that so so Vincent and I by the end of the night we were we were enjoying drinks together and oh yeah he's he's got a wicked sense of humor and we were talking about all sorts of stuff and he was going on to a nightclub I had to get home because I had a bit of a journey to get home to but he was on to like hey Matt come on but I don't but then it, uh, then about a month later he messaged me on Twitter going whoa 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 you you're the Matt that i met in london i didn't have a clue who, i found who you are he's like what a legend of a guy and yeah so we're like we've got to go over and and watch again because the french support in la rochelle is famous for just being a little bit nuts isn't it it's been yeah i'd like, love to go to a game i actually i i can't i really really hope monster draw la rochelle in in la rochelle not that i think monster have any chance of winning just i want to go and just be a part of that absolute madness. Yeah, they're great, great supporters. Yeah, they're incredibly they are, yeah. biased. The poor referee, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> right, moving on, moving on. We've we've we're flying through these. So, who we've we got next? <laughs> it's not playing. Right, let's see if this one works. Your let's face this... is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you like raise Matt raises his eyebrows and points at me when he thinks it's playing, but it's not. <laughs> oh, he's gone. So Matt just disappeared, and I'm just here by myself, just waiting for Matt to return. <laughs> oh, gee, technology, eh? Who who would who would have it? Um, right. So that that's working, and let's, let's see if this works live. <laughs> we have to actually going to have to do an edit, yeah. And unfortunately, I can't edit in um, edit in voice notes here because um, because well, I wouldn't be able to hear them, so that got, would be pointless. No, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, like people are going, oh, what is this? What are they on about? What are we they say on about? Anyway, a lot. Anyway, anyway, that should be a drinking game for this podcast. The amount of times that Matt says, anyway, you have to take a drink. Yeah, I'm, I've got. Um, anyway, <laughs> I've I've got uh, I've got them. Let, let's see if we can get another one. We've got another one here, which is here we go. Hey, Alien and Matt, twelve episodes into the Visual Div podcast, and you guys are still going strong. I love the content you all are producing. 
And uh, to the Webflow community members, I love the organic growth and the support that you all are doing for each other. It's beautiful to see. And uh, I wish you all a great holiday season. Please take a break, get, a, get some rest, and come back strong for the new year. All right. Thank you all so, so much. And I'll see you all next year. All right. Take care. And as always, make the web beautiful together. Ah, that's class. It took me ages to figure out who it was. It's Pixel Geek. That's so it's lovely. Nelson, Pixel Geek. Wow. <laughs> make the web beautiful. What a legend. Oh, man. What? I was there like, who's this voice? I recognize it. How do I recognize it? He's, and he had something. It was um, when he was like, take a break. That's like, <laughs> it just reminds me of all the, the videos at this. Ah, when I was watching all his content way back a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, there was that same like tone when he would explain something. <laughs> it was just like triggered the memory. It was like, oh, it's Pixel Geek class that's lovely i had a really um um he had a shout out during at the very start of covid and there was he just put a shout out on twitter did anybody want to jump on a zoom call so i was on a call with him and a couple others it was maybe only five or six of us just just talking about how weird life was at the time (laughs) we all had to stay inside and we couldn't (laughs) couldn't do anything <laughs> so yeah ah uh, that's cool wow that i'm kind of i'm, I'm starstruck <laughs> and that is the and sound nelson, of a new like, can <laughs> <laughs> no fair fair play to nelson like nelson's obviously you know i feel like i'm old but nelson's been around the webflow community for such a long time like like vincent i guess um hmm. And he's seen a lot of evolution. Obviously, he he worked at Webflow. I didn't when I first started watching Nelson's videos, Pixel Geeks videos. So let's should we call him Nelson or should we call him Pixel Geek? Let's call him Nelson. Is I I didn't realize he he worked for like for Webflow at the time. I thought he was just doing it all out of the goodness of his heart. But to be fair, he was he was doing all that stuff for the goodness and and helping everyone. But man, the guy has got some good content. And as you said, it's like. If he's not building websites, he should go into into teaching because he just has a way of breaking down thing like breaking down the problem and then building back the solution in a way that you don't even you don't press pause on your video, do you? You don't you don't ever go, oh wait wait wait, wait, wait you're, you're rushing here. A lot of videos on YouTube you do that, but with Nelson stuff, it's just he has this dulcet tone, which is like, oh, I can I can listen to this guy teaching me how to do stuff all day and even to to this day i think we shared a we, sh- we shared one of the videos i think it was a what was it like um everlasting cms carousel with with ben the other day oh yeah yeah and it's with just irish ben no fail yeah it's just with irish ben yeah and it's um yeah fair play thanks nelson for sending that in and good luck with your podcast as well make sure you take a, a break from the interweb he's got his own podcast which is a it's actually a really good listen. So, um, talking about Ben, talking about Ben. Happy Christmas, lads! <laughs> I have two questions for you. One, um, what is 
the most important decision that you took in your careers, like both of you? And the second question, do you remember the name of the cafe that um, the three of us met for the first time and talked for five hours about Webflow? <laughs> I still feel bad for this lad who was working there on that day and I hope he has a good Christmas this year um, <laughs> and that he got a raise after hearing us talking about Webflow for five hours. Anyway, hope to share pints with you uh, soon and yeah, have fun, have happy Christmas, love you, bye-bye. <laughs> That's so sweet. I have no idea what the name it Was it like 42 or something? It was like a chain of uh, coffee places right beside it was there beside dog patch the dog patch um uh, yeah it was um i can't yeah they got a train three fe three fe it was called that's it it's that's one of it. those so fancy ones we figured it out yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you walk in and uh all they do is coffee and they do it very very well um and sandwiches, yeah, ben, good sandwiches. i remember doing that i was quite nervous because i hadn't i hadn't actually met anyone from the webflow community for forever ever like i yeah. I've never, never actually met anyone. And you obviously, you traveled in mm-hmm. and Ben was living in the south of Dublin. I was in the north and we all met in this coffee shop, not knowing, do you know what? Maybe, maybe like we're not. This guy could be an arsehole. <laughs> yeah. You know, with, with two, two people, it can turn out like, but three, the chances are pretty high. And then we ended up just. What do you just, think there's yeah, an arsehole in one in three people? <laughs> Well, there's there's three in one in three people, but um, hey. <laughs> wicka, wicka. I don't know. But no, it's you know because you know it's it's a different walk. Like we're all in this walk of life, but it doesn't mean you're going to get on with everyone. Yeah, you know, just because we just we do the same thing doesn't mean you're going to get on with them. You know, you get in a sports team and you all play on the same team, but sometimes there's some idiots on there that <laughs> you know they're idiots to you, but they're not idiots to someone else. You know, it's um. So yeah, it was uh, like Ben. I, I met Ben the other day in the coffee shop up in Drumcondra, and he was off to Belfast for a concert. Ironically, because now he lives in in the Algarve, he lives in County Portugal. Portugal. County Portugal, yeah, with his with his uh, South Dublin twang. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's pretty amazing how that that sort of those relationships just spring from just putting yourself out there and saying, "Hey, yeah, we'll hang out for a coffee," and then. Hey, look! That was the first time we hang out for a coffee, and mm. we're we're nattering on a podcast for two people. We haven't showed up since. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, talking talking about um, talking about Irish. Here's here's a here's hang on, hang on. There was a, there was a question one there. There was a, what was the most important part decision you made? Oh, decision! It was actually good question, Ben. Good question. Um, what was the most important thing? I think I. I was working in the that advertising space and I I got laid off because I, I the company that I worked for went into administration because we told the tr- we were too honest <laughs> and uh it's, it's I just the same decided, company that you're just talking about there with orange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the yeah so we um so I went on to another media agency and started working for Vauxhall and like GM and the car companies and I was just nice. so bored. I realized I was just so bored and I so I quit the whole industry and started a coffee company and it was my first venture into business 
I had to build a website, I had to source all the coffee, do all the packaging, sales, everything. Um, and yeah, I think that was the best decision I've ever made. I learned so much because I literally jumped in the deep end and I luckily I swam, but there was a high <laughs> chance I was, I was going to drown. So the fact like the fact that I didn't drown taught me so much. I learned so much. I learned how like I built my first website doing that. I learned about sales. I learned about uh, dealing with suppliers. I learned so much. I learned about, you know, failure not being a bad thing and about trying stuff and and also not beating yourself up. Like when you work in the media industry, you put so much focus on these little things. And then when you start doing it yourself, you realize it's just another day and it's kind of carried me on through all the jobs I've done since and all the freelancing stuff is, hey, you, you put into it, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. And um, yeah, I think just go, just giving it a go. Like I'm not saying freelancing or business is for everyone, but a one time in your life, just just give it a go. And who knows, it might stick. That Yeah, that, that was a, my best decision, I think. So the best decision I've, ever made <clears throat> so my in a past life i was working as a like a, a clinical chemist in in a with the hsc which is the health service here and I, so I, I was trained in um medical biomedical science so but my 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 major uh i was trained as a clinical immunologist basically and i was working in the hsc and it was public service, well-paid job, but it was really, really monotonous. Um, it was kind of quality assurance as opposed to, so when you go into science, like what you love about science is, is learning new things, understanding pathways, understanding relationships between things and, and understanding like how complex systems communicate or, or op- work together. But then it sounds it sounds invigorating. Honestly, you, you make it sound amazing. What what's mad is that like understanding <laughs> science and understanding code is is very similar. <laughs> There's similar kind of yeah. relationships. Um, it's yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that another day. But the like, I I would get really excited learning how like a cell would communicate with your skin, for example, if you get cut. You know, there's this communication pathway. But when you go into working in pharmaceuticals and working in um, medical laboratories, you're not you're you're at the end of that scientific journey, and your your job is to make sure that everything works, as opposed to um, coming up with new theories or new scientific outcomes. And I I I, I couldn't. I just was so bored and frustrated and i was in this environment where there was loads of incredibly intelligent people but they were also they were beaten by the system essentially what what i thought as a 25 year old that they were beaten by the system and i just didn't want to be them in 30 years time or whatever so i saved up my money uh left that job and Flew to New York, spent a month in America, drove from New York down to New Orleans and back, spent New Year's Eve in New York, went over to California, 
then went down into Mexico through Central America, like spent like six or nine months in Mexico and into Central America. And just like, that's actually where I met my fiance was in, in Nicaragua. So basically that decision to leave my job resulted in me meeting Vanessa and now we have a child 10 years later. So definitely best life and career decision was to get out of something that I was incredibly bored at. And, uh, yeah. So that's it. That's a, that's a great story. That's yeah. A, yeah. I, I didn't know where you were going with that medical, um, essay that you were, you were talking about then, but it's a very sweet story to think that you, you can change, you can change careers because you're bored with what you're doing and it can just lead you down a completely different path. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, man, you like, don't, you don't, yeah. In fairness to my parents, like my parents didn't, you know, there's a lot of people that would have been like, you have this job with a pension. It's paying you really well. You have to remember in 2014, 2013, 2012, Ireland was deep, deep in recession. So to have a job that had like eternity attached to it, like your career was, it was, it was almost, it was a pretty stupid decision to make in one sense, (laughs) you know, but like no one, no one said that to me and no one stopped me. And which is, pretty amazing but i know that that could happen to people so but yeah it's like you'll you'll never know what those decisions will will uh return you know because hindsight is 2020 but basically that decision is uh, completely changed my life for the better ah well there we go good question ben good question so how are we going to follow that one up that was that was uh Two life-changing decisions, really. Let's 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 lighten it up. Let's lighten it up with some positivity. Well, that wasn't that was really positive, but it's just really sweet. Let's get silly again. <laughs> hey guys, love what you're doing. Okay, I've got two questions for you. One a little bit more fun, and one a little bit more serious. Number one, Ooh. what would you say is your word for 2024? And slightly more serious is what skill or just what is something that you are wanting to hone in on in the new year? Cool. Have a great festive season. Mm. Okay. So word. Holy moly. (laughs) Oh, Jenna, that's from Jenna. Who's, who's, uh, who lives just outside Cape town. And you've got to see where Jenna lives. It is unbelievable like unbelievable like i know you live in a very nice part of the world on the west coast but you look outside of jenna's back door she's like it's just it, mountains and fauna and south africa and is insane. the other way it's so beautiful uh, oh and it's just jenna told me a story once about how she started working for a, a, an agency in cape town and obviously the wages in south africa are a lot lower because the cost of living is a lot lower. Um, and then she started selling templates on Webflow. And then obviously she's a very, very good designer and, and developer in in the Webflow community and and started getting, you know, big clients from the US and Europe. And, and it just, it's game changing. And she just walks outside her house and there's a big mountain there. It's like, <laughs> it's pretty cool. But what was the question? The, the question was, uh, what's your word for 2024? 
And what was the other question? What skill do you want to hone in on? Ah, okay. Word. It's a fun one. Right. Yeah, you're up. What's your word for 2024? Don't overthink it now. My word? Class. <laughs> <laughs> teaching, the, <laughs> teaching the Webflow community that class is not... It's different. <laughs> that class is awesome. <laughs> and no one is laughing at this except me because no one understands what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. classes. Class is an Irish colloquial word that means awesome, essentially. Um, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's an abbre- maybe it's an abbreviation of classic or something. But yeah, it's a it's a good word. And when you're out in the West, people say they elongate the a, so it goes class. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great it's- word. It can be used in any situation. <laughs> It's one of those words that I say now, class, instead of back in London, I would have said class. But you can't say class because you sound a little bit posh. and You sound like that guy in the rugby team that you don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Very true, yeah. So you have to say class. Like as if, yeah, the Irish, and they, I think they say it quite quite a lot up in uh, the north of England as well. It's quite a, a frequent word there. Um, so you've got class, and obviously there's, you know, we write classes all day. Classes. <laughs> classes. <laughs> and then what's my word? My word is going to be, um, is going to be time. Because I, I well, waste so much I waste like when I when I spend time efficiently I'm 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 so like we launched a site just today and by getting your head down and making the most of the time that you have you end up doing so much but then when it's quiet you end up just wasting time and I guess I'm it'd be good next year to just look back and go do you know what I made the most of just time you know whether it's 10 minutes here half an hour go to the gym or like and just not just thinking that two hours is just two hours. It's like, what can I do in two hours that will benefit me? Whether it's, you know, hanging out with the kids or reading a book or just doing something more productive than just spending stuff, doing stuff, you know. Hey, there we go. And what skill? Skill, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with JavaScript purely because it's been on my to-do list for about a hundred years <laughs> and I've never really had a reason <clears throat> because I've always, I've always navigated myself around it. I've got really heavily into CSS and I really enjoy that. Um, and looking like I can geek out on CSS quite heavily and I really enjoy geeking out on that stuff. And that's why Webflow, I suppose I really like it, but the JavaScript stuff I've, I've not, and I've just built a couple of sites recently where JavaScript has really helped me out and allowed me to say yes to the client more often than say no. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've had a few discussions about like HTMX and stuff like that. And it's just at the end of the day, just diving a little bit deeper into JavaScript, I think is going to open up my world, you know, whether it's, you know, <coughs> understanding GSAP a little bit better or, you know, all those kind of things. But it's just, I think I've just got to, got to grasp that skill and go after it. So, yeah, that's my skill. And that was a nice segue. Well, the thing that I'm 
going to nerd out about over the next couple of months is HDMX. It's fucking awesome. It's so fucking cool. And the stuff that I'm, you're able to do with it is just... It's brilliant. It's an amazing, amazing front-end JavaScript library. And, yeah, I keep getting blown away every day. That like, oh, can I figure this out? I can't figure it out. And it's like, yes, you can. <laughs> of course you can. So, yeah, my th- the thing that I'm going to... I'm already heavily invested in it, but I'm going to go really hard into HTMX and what's over the next four months. We're going to have to do um, another episode on HTMX once because now, obviously, like your what you know about it now versus when we did the episode is like skyrocketed. And what I know about it since the episode hasn't skyrocketed. <laughs> so you're going to need to teach me, teach me up to that level. <laughs> well, what I what I've done since, and yeah, I won't go too into it. Is I've just I said this to you the other day that I've um, pretty much reduced the client-side JavaScript of this project that I'm I'm working on full-time by about 90%. It's just nuts. That, like, it's just... And it's even, it's more... The product is more reactive and more like... A, it, it, it's functioning more like a, a, an app, a mobile app. And, and it's just so cool. And... I'm really looking forward to is it Alfie 2.0 to see how their their backend what they're kind of thinking in terms of creating um creating like a a way of communicating with a backend and HTMX and Webflow. It's uh, yeah, I think it's pretty pretty exciting. I think um, it's interesting because I think you've got obviously Wiz came along and Wiz sort of let's say blew the back doors off a little bit with the excitement of this sort of like interactive element of webflow that webflow is very marketing led you know very marketing sites and now there seems to be a little bit of a a swell of interest on other technologies that can be integrated in a quite efficient way that doesn't have the overhead of you know setting up big frameworks and dependencies and stuff and hcmx and like Alpine and those kind of things seem to be the place where maybe a few of us should focus. So yeah, when when's your course out, Alan? When's your course on HTML? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I need to do some tweets about how to make 10k a month first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, on to the next question. So hey, hot in this this guy is super talented. I listened to him on a podcast actually with Jack um on jack's webflow podcast and i um one he cracked me up he like had some had some great stories but also he he's helped me out on slack a couple of times recently as well and he just seems like one of those dudes you just want to hang out with so he might even fly over to ireland and go surfing with us one day which is interesting oh i know who this is there we go gentlemen greetings from the (laughs) united states uh, this is Wit over in Atlanta. I just wanted to say thank you for doing what you're doing. I think you guys are doing a tremendous job as uh, fledgling podcasters. I love your content. I love your banter. I look forward to hearing more of it in the new year. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all of that. And I wish you nothing but the best. Cheers. Uh, what a legend. I actually had a call with Wit. 
Wit wit. Um, <laughs> wit wit. Pre- wit wit. <laughs> pretty much like, man, thinking back, like this last, what is it, six weeks has <laughs> been bananas. Like we launched, we put out three podcasts in one day, and then yeah, like was on a call with with following Tuesday because he works with Slater. So after they the Slater team listened to the podcast, um, I had a, had a really fun chat with him. Yeah, he's he's a really really nice, genuine dude. So yeah, the um, you've you've been pushing this um, what you call it, Surf and Flow conference. <laughs> that surf and Flow. Yeah, the Surf and Flow conference, invite only <laughs> that we're going to have in the west of Ireland. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, what? A, yeah, that that's a lovely, lovely message. But yeah, I had a really good chat with him there. That's probably five or six weeks ago now. Yeah, and no, I, I am, um, I, I hadn't really chatted to to work. We'd exchanged DMs a few a few times, but um, he helped me this week with some Slater stuff actually. Um. I, I put into the Slack, the open Slack channel, and he just messaged me. And yeah, it's funny. Some people just, you just warm to, don't you? You just mm. like, there's, you, you've never met them. You've not really, you've never spoken to them. And there's a, there's a warmness, warm, warmthness. Is that a word? Warmthness? That uh, <laughs> probably not. I mean, I keep inventing words here. It is now a warmthness that comes across even when someone's, helping you out with you know with a slack message or a dm or something and um yeah hopefully wet can come over and um he seems like a kind of guy that might know how to surf already but if not mm. he's just gonna dive two-footed into it so no he surfs anyway. yeah he surfs already oh there we go there we go yeah i don't know where wit where's wit base atlanta isn't it atlanta yeah there's not much surf in atlanta no <laughs> i tell you what Here's here's a guy who lives right next to some big surf, actually. So let's see what this guy has to say. Um, if it loads up, but it's not going to load up, so we're going to go to. This Hello guy. there, lads. So, I've recorded this yeah, about seven hundred times, so let's see if this one works. Love the pod. Love this podline idea. Keep it up. Merry Christmas. How we? Question: <laughs> Do you think? Web flowers should do both design and dev, or should they just be a designer or a developer? Other question, which is to do with this, is that most web flowers seem to be doing designs at 1440, or at least whenever I see screenshots of people's work, it's like, just finish the design. It's like, well, cool, what does mobile look like? Because most people are probably checking the website on mobile. So what I'm asking is, should web flowers be doing the designs mobile first, and then doing the rest of the designs at different breakpoints up from that to 1440, or how would you advise someone that's doing the designs um, to actually be able to build properly when it comes to doing Webflow dev work? i got so many questions, though. I mean, <laughs> okay, those are two massive ones, so let's just go with that. Loads of love. Keep up the great work. Great job. <laughs> Come on, Jack. <laughs> I thought Good he was going to go into, an- <laughs> into another one there. Um, 
I'd say, I'd say, yeah, but I'd say he he saw the microphone and he just thought, I'm going to record a podcast. (laughs) He carried on going. I'm surprised Um, he didn't put a a sponsor slot in there as well, you know? I'm surprised he didn't call you out for not to follow his his three-step plan for introing the podcast. Um, So there was two questions there, wasn't there? There was, should one be both a designer and a dev? And then the other one was about breakpoints. So there is tons of full stack, what they, they call them full stack Webflow dev designers. Go for it. If you're that way inclined and you're able to, and you're into that type of stuff, yeah, you can you can definitely do both. Um, there's tons of people that do it and do it really successfully. Um, and I, I think it just kind of depends on who you are as a person. Where with me, I'm I've always played team sports. I've always worked, learned better in groups, like sitting in class and like having someone tell me how to learn. Was never my um, never my buzz. Like I was always better when we broke off into small groups and like you know in school and college and learned together. So I much prefer working with a designer and being the dev and even bringing in a writer, a copywriter and bringing in like a UX person. And and, and even so much so that I, I hate project management so much that I bring in a project manager. And from that kind of setup, multiple minds thinking about the thing, I find it way less stressful. And I, I think the product ends up um, much better and personally most importantly is the time I spend on a project is way less because I'm focusing on something that I'm really good at which is development in Webflow and I'm not thinking about border, raci- border radiuses which even though I know how to make a border radius I don't understand the theory behind a border radius even though I can make one know how to make one look pretty but the thing that I love, what I love is when I see, like, I literally get these, like, mind-blown moments where I'm just like, how the fuck did that person imagine that? And I'm just like, this is so cool. And I, I love, and what I love then is when that designer sees that I have made that exactly the way they want it to be made. And then we worked, and this is this is kind of moving on to the next part, is that we will work together briefly to make sure that across all the breakpoints that things respond really, really accurately and well. Because even though a designer might make the the various different breakpoints, it it just might not fit or work, you know, in certain certain uh, at certain breakpoints. So yeah, so I love that collaboration. Um what I Going on to the next one about do, yeah, like any designer that I work with, I'm like, you want to be designing that at 1200 pixels, not 1440. 1440 is huge because like if someone's putting something at 1440 and then you're, and that's, we're going to talk in 16 pixels or one rem. If it's at one rem or 16 pixels at 1440, like the majority of people are using like 13-inch screens and 12-inch laptop screens. 
So you've designed something there that isn't for the majority of the population, even on that they're using on laptops. So, and and then yeah, when you start I, responding that down, it becomes 15 pixels and 14 pixels, and like you could you could depending on it could get down to 14 pixels by the time you're on a 12 inch screen. So, first thing is, I always ask my designers to build desktop from around 1200 pixels, 12, 1240, 1250, because it's easier to respond towards 1440 or nine. The, the worst is when you get a design that's in 1920 and things are at 16 pixels and you're like, this is, this is never going to work. Even, even if you use like fluid responsive, then I always ask my design. So if, if you're like on a tighter budget and you're getting two designs, you're getting a mobile version and a desktop version. I always ask for the, the mobile version to be done at uh, 320 pixels. And then again, so that you can respond up from 320, because if you get something in at 480 and you have to try and compress that down, respond it down to like 320 or even 360, it gets challenging. So minimum two designs at the, at the lowest possible breakpoint for that device. 1250 or a, a 320, but ideally one uh, four breakpoints across Webflow would be awesome. <laughs> finishing even five, finishing at a 1920, but I think that's a bit overkill. But you could go that far. Well, like, isn't there a bit of an elephant in the room here that that Webflow is desktop first, not not mobile first? Because I uh, I remember reading. Oh, a long time ago now, it must have been when I first started building on the web with this guy called Luke, uh, I will pronounce his name wrong, Luke uh, Robolitsky. Um, and he he wrote this book called Mobile First. And he started advocating for you design from the mobile up. And in fact, CSS works like that, you know? you It's easier to lay on bigger breakpoints than it is to... To, to take away the other way because mm. a mobile and a rule that you put in css will work on the bottom up but you can keep adding them anyway long story short it's i think webflow oddly are a desktop first and i guess as jack kind of highlighted a lot of the um a lot of the screenshots a lot of the like the sites that showcase um sites a lot of portfolios they never really show the mobile they never and even if they do show the desktop, they show it as you said, like in a fourteen forty. They don't show the nine hundred or the mm. the nine eighty. Like think about nine eighty. I was I was like I was dealing with a tabbed, you know, a tab system this week, and Ali knows too much because I was like, ah, oh, I'm I'm pulling my hair out here. Um, <laughs> and how do I how do I make you know make this work? And I made it work, and then it went to nine eighty, and it completely broke down because there's not enough room on the screen. <laughs> yeah, and you, ha yeah. you, you know, you can start to work with the, it's just like with the font size, and but you know, when you've got multiple assets, multiple different types of fonts, and so the fact that the design I was working with was just at fourteen forty, so the designer had only thought about that. They hadn't challenged themselves to think about what happens not when it gets to tablet, but the the slightly in between. So the Windows device that you know, ninety percent of of london consultants use they they don't walk around with a nice macbook air with retina screens they walk around with a functional computer that 
and 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 it doesn't work so yeah it's it's hard like i remember a couple of years ago i published a uh, say published i didn't publish i just created a figma a figma file that had the top and the bottom um of each breakpoint in webflow and even just looking at that you realize the difference between the top and the bottom of a tablet breakpoint in webflow and the top and the bottom of a desktop mm. it's huge and some some design patterns just don't work on that so i would say like almost crossing with with jack's first question of design and dev it's ideally like you want to go deep on something like and like alan you go deep on dev you know and it allows you that time and that space and that mindset to just go a little bit deeper on the dev side and you let the designers go deep on the design side because being a great designer and being a great dev are not mutually exclusive but if you want to dig deep in either you've got to give yourself the time and the space to do that um I, there's a few unicorns flying around you know like jenna who left us a message like she she's a great designer and she's really good at building webflow sites but would she be able to have the, the time to go into something like htmx or go deep on javascript like we've only got so many hours in the day so you know there are a few people who you know like diego who's who's you think geez like he comes up with creative stuff and he builds it yeah. you know there are a few people out there who can do that but most of us really should just focus on one or the other and like contract out or find partners that can do the other bit really really well and then you just complement each other but i think if you do that you still need to have an appreciation if you're a dev you you your your kind of magic source is knowing how designers work and educating your design partner on the best way to work for building websites and likewise if you're a designer if you're like ah i'm a designer i don't need to know about how they build it you're missing a trick you're just you're just leaving that little you, you, you're, you're kind of saying i don't care about how they build it they're just going to build it and that's not you're never going to get in a in a in you're never, never going to get the best gigs you're never going to get the be the most productive you're never going to be the best you can be if you don't take an interest so like i'd say it's like an 80 20 rule so be 80 percent dev and 20 percent design or 80 percent design and 20 percent dev because especially in the webflow world where we do have access to designers have access to to building stuff and devs have access to designing stuff and we're not in a code editor all day and designers are not in figma all day so yeah it's it's a great question but I think Webflow maybe allows you now to to be ninety percent dev and still add a lot of value to projects, but also ninety percent design and still add a lot of value to projects. So it's um, but yeah, until Webflow become mobile first, I think we're just going to see a lot of desktop led creativity. I think the web. You know the um the mobile stuff is safe for the app developers. You know if you go on an app developer community, you'll see loads of screenshots of apps that work really well. But mm. I don't know if that's going to happen in the web website community anytime soon. But um, the other thing there, just before we jump off this topic, was and you you kind of t- touched on it there was um sometimes I get designs where I don't know if they're in fourteen forty or nineteen. 20 but a really important part of that is below the fold you know the designer is seeing it as a square as opposed to 
like I think what is it on on a 1200 pixel it should be maximum like is it 900 high or 180 or something like that high but then they might have like the logos at 1400 pixels which means you know it, it's fine but they're the logos are social proof and they're, if they're below the fold that could be considered you know not uh, it, there could be a better design choice there so like if you have like a cta or social proof below the fold it means you're forcing the user to make an action so i have had um designs come in like that but this is where it's it's great when when you've got that collaborative pro- approach between a designer and a dev is a designer can come back to you and you'd be like okay yeah that's really cool i love what you've done but in terms of what the user is going to see they're not going to see though you want them to see that because they're not going to see that on first load and that's when you can i don't i just i like that approach it can be collaborative and and i've had those things where then the designer like comes back at me and says well can i know you're you should have two ctas on your hero section but can we just have one because of this whatever because it makes it more confident i'm like yeah okay why not? I didn't think that one CTA was more confident than two, but it is <laughs> in a design. <laughs> so yeah, like, but like, so but that's, that's, that's what, But that's the thing that when you're collaborative, you learn so much. I'd like my my cousin. He, uh, him, him and his wife have a, a design studio, and they do some amazing creative stuff. But it's for outdoor ads and press ads for for big companies in 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 um in London. And I asked him, "Can you do?" a bit of branding and do my website when i went and launched the coffee company the branding was just out of this world it was brilliant they came up with some quirky kind of organic brands name and everything it was came to a website they didn't like they didn't have a scooby-doo what was going on <laughs> and it, it just like that's the thing it's not even being a dev and a designer it's being a a web designer and the creativity that web designers bring the best web designers know the constraints of the medium that they're designing with and the opportunity of the medium they're designing with. And it's not just, I'm a designer. To be honest, I run a mile. If someone says I'm a designer and I design, you know, press and web, I kind of run a mile a little bit because I think there's so much in press that you need to learn about. There's so much in web that you need to learn about that like you almost need to get experts designers for the web you know it's the same with dev you know if you like a webflow dev is very different to a a react dev very different to a different type of dev you know so um yeah it's not an easy one anyway talking about talented people here's here's a guy who here's a guy who's who's very talented at design i i I, yeah i've got one i've got a prompt here which is this guy this guy is very talented at, at creating um being creative, he's a very creative guy, but he's also a very good dev guy. So maybe this is one of the unicorns. So it's like basically what we've talked about for the last 10 minutes. Is Merry Christmas nice. to Alan and Matt and the rest of the visual div listening crew out there. It's Corey Reynolds, a.k.a. Flowman here. I hope everyone has a great holiday, takes a nice break to end the year. And uh, looking forward to all of us making 10K a month. At <laughs> year Happy holidays, everybody. Oh, good man, flow man. <laughs> that is that is the purpose of this podcast is 10k a month. And 
Oh, Corey, Corey has a he has a deadly sense of humor as well. <laughs> that was what a legend! What a, an amazing avatar, Flowman! Like so cool. So jealous of that idea. So jealous. I of that I've idea. I've got to admit, so and cool. and like Corey will tell you this. I he um I don't think he asked me, but I I just definitely gave him. I said, look. I think Flowman is just a little bit unprofessional. I'm just not sure you're going to get the right clients with it. It's just, it's just too fun and too quirky, and <laughs> and, and then he launched it, and I, was, I got, I had to message him going, "Hey, fair play, like I'm eating my words, like the narrative on your site is." And then Dan, Dan Petty came came on the other day, and he, he you know, he does his portfolio reviews, mm. and he he came up to um to Corey's, and. It, I've never seen a smile on her face. The guy was like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is the best. <laughs> and fair play. I've got to give credit to Corey. Like Corey, Corey wasn't like Corey was full time doing his, you know, he works in the, in the medical profession as well. And he went freelance last year and like fair play to the dude. Like you got creativity coming out of his, coming out of all sorts of places. And <laughs> On on top of that, he's actually he's he's super good at dev and super interested in all the the concepts and stuff. Um, and I know they have they have a group out where I, I I think he's Wisconsin. No, is he Wisconsin? I, I I'm not very good with states, but they have a group with Tony it's and it's in America. Is it in America? In America, that sounds really bad. Um, but it, America is bigger American than all geography. of Europe put together. Yeah, we're not very That's good true. at American geography. Um, but yeah, hey, thanks, thanks, Corey, thanks for the message. That's appreciate it. And how about yeah? But that 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 definitely is one of those ones where you're like, ah, uh, you know, when you see an idea and you're just like, oh my god, that's so simple and well executed. And why the fuck did I not come up with that? <laughs> you're just like that idea was out there for so long, you know. Just like, well it's so like cool. i think there's a lot Corey could do here okay so we went to see um santa the other day and imagine you could have a you could have a, like a flow man little like grotto where you can go and see flow man you could <laughs> yeah you you know elf on the shelf you could have a yeah. flow man version of elf on the shelf what's that like, like someone so... that just roasts your website <laughs> yeah well yeah just he, or he helps helps you with your creativity as you're trying to What's Flowman's you know, kryptonite? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. I I think, you know, this is a podcast for honestly. I think Flowman's kryptonite is confidence. If I'm honest. <laughs> wow. No, he's like he he doesn't know how good he is. He doesn't know how good he is at what he does. And a lot of that comes from, I guess, you know, you see a lot of there's a lot of tw- um chatter out there on the web and stuff and a lot of it's as we've we, we've covered with the financial stuff and the 10k a month this and it's all you know it's all well and good but it it can have an effect on people and like Corey's gone out on his own changed career he's got a you know he's got a young family to 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 provide for and the, you know there's a lot of expectation and I think he he doesn't know how good he is and hopefully when the you know the touch paper gets litten and people start hearing how good this guy is um he won't have to worry so much and he'll kind of believe in himself a bit more. But yeah, I really like what Corey does. Like some of the sites he does and some of the ideas he has are, are top notch. So good Very on you, nice. Corey. Um, 
Right, let's see if we can get another one working here. I thought of another question. Oh, another question um, from Jack. Jack's back. If you both were going to go back in time <laughs> to restart your Webflow journey, say you're in week one of your Webflow journey, what would you tell your week one Webflower selves about what they should be focusing on and the biggest challenges that they're going to face? Thanks, guys. Keep it up. That's such a massive... That sounds like a question for his podcast. <laughs> um, week one Webflow. I would say learn shortcuts. Learn the shortcuts. <laughs> learn how to do it on using the keys. And I would say learn a CSS framework. That, that would be what I would say. And if that, it doesn't matter which one it is, just learn a framework and devour a framework and figure that out and start building from there. Because if you got a framework, you can build 90% of the stuff that a designer can give you without writing a custom class, if you know it off, if you know it well enough. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think I'd go even further and say just just learn just dive into CSS a bit. You know, dive into what what is a class? What, what is an ID? <laughs> how class like, a class? Like just how class a class is. Like just just dive into like I, I see I think though this is why I was saying a framework over CSS, because like if it's week one, you know, maybe that person isn't coming from like a a traditional dev front-end dev background so it's by going into a framework then by osmosis you'll learn css as opposed to saying learn css because like css is obviously you should learn it but like if you got into like understanding um like uh client first or mast and knowing what those from that you're going to learn what a margin is from that you're going to learn what a, a padding is you're going to learn the difference between your typography sizes um you're going to learn you know different paragraph sizes and weights and so that 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 would be and then that would be what i would hope from learning a framework is that you would learn css yeah that's it's a, a good point though because i think i've i've been quite critical of um like not mass i should really be critical of mass at the same time but like client first because i feel like people lean on it a little bit too much without knowing the why you know n n knowing what it's doing for you i think sometimes you've got a you know i don't know i can't come up with a metaphor or an analogy here but... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going crazy. down to like we're not going to go and like change the tires of a truck now are we <laughs> <laughs> no but i think i think you have to you know know why you, you're you're putting a class on something what a utility is and those come from understanding the basics i think and like web webflow has this a little bit of a cheat code you know you can get visual stuff up and running a site up and running very very quickly um but I think 
as soon as you get up and running, you forget to learn the, the basics because it is like once you're up and running with anything, you don't want to stop. You don't like if you go running or cycling a bike, as soon as you get up that hill, you don't care that you might have got up it 50% quicker if you'd pedaled a different way, you know? It's a really bad way because like, I'm sure there's only one way to pedal, but <laughs> pedal a bike. But no, you, what, do you know you're what I mean? Like, you could be cycling uphill in a high gear instead of a low gear or the other way around. <laughs> there we go, yeah. And and you think you're doing it to the best the, the best it can be, but because you didn't realise what gears were before you started, you, you're not, you know, and you could waste a lot of energy and a lot of time um, like just doing stuff that actually is not that efficient, but also maybe not best practice. And I just, yeah, I just say, go and look at, just go and, maybe it's not even read a book. I think books are good because <laughs> because they kind of make you stick at stuff. I know Web Bay is very, he's very like, he's a big proponent of just get a book and just read it because it's boring, but it makes you read in sequence. Um, whereas watching videos and doing it online, you kind of jump apart and you don't get the discipline of, of just learning the boring basics. Uh, you know, it's like reading a fiction book. Like You've got to go through the first few chapters of, laying out who the characters are before you get the excitement of what the characters do so i think you i think just doing that just look at css look at read the books based around the basis of css and before you know it you will understand why we're going on about you know de designing at 960 or developing at, at different breakpoints or you know why like you're you're deep in the hcmx stuff that's not because of anything you've found in webflow that's because you went deeper on the back end stuff and you understand the problems um but yeah anyway that's um yeah i'd say i'd say just just go to the fundamentals not i wouldn't say first principles just go to the fundamentals of what webflow is built on which is learn about html css javascript you probably don't need to know as much of that um because webflow although it does animations it, it you don't see you can't manipulate it as much but um yeah it looks like we've run out of messages because our system's not working. So unfortunately, we're not going to message. But shall I, shall I say who we've we got messages from? It's pretty cool. Yeah, do we, thank them. So we've and got like, um, maybe we can just throw them out on a, another pod or something. Because yeah, like we're I don't know how we pulled fifty five minutes. No, we're even more. Like we've got three takes. I think we're on an hour hour and a half of of, of this. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to split this up into episodes. Um, nah, nah, nah. No edits. No net. No, no edits. Ed no listen backs. <laughs> no edits. Okay, okay. Uh, to be honest, it take too long. Just add the chicken. Put it together. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've had um, we had a message from Glenn. So Glenn. Um, oh yeah. Based in the UK, uh, yeah. Glenn McWinney. He's, he's um. He's he's one of those guys who's in, in Webflow, but he's he's not wedded to Webflow. He's you know he's doing a lot with Wix now and Xano, you know the WWX with um, Wiz, not Wix, not Wix, <laughs> Wizd. Sorry, that's a bad choice of name. Come on, that is a bad choice of name. Oh, uh, so funny that you keep calling it Wix. <laughs> so we've got we've got Glenn from. Um, what is flow is it flow i can't remember what the um the name of the uh 
his company. But anyway, we've got Glenn. Then we had a message from Emily from the Great Design Lead podcast, which I really want to play because um, Emily just gives me a little bit of calm, <laughs> brings a little bit of calm to the proceedings. And I love her podcast. I've, I've, I've stuck her podcast on so many times when I've gone for long walks and stuff. And just because the pace of it is so, um, so mellow, you get to really get into her way of thinking, but also the way of thinking of the guest. You know, like podcasts are quite like bing, bang, bang, get in there, get out there. And, you know, people come prepared and, and she's sort of, she's very good at just breaking down the person and, and letting them talk. And it's, um, yeah, I've, I've, I actually haven't had time in the last probably two months to listen to many of her episodes, but she's very good. And then we had, who else did we have? We had Dan from Brazil who I used to work with at 8020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we had um, Search Historian, the ever-present oh, no Search Historian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he had some good questions there. Then we had Thoria from Snowhouse up in Iceland. What? So Thoria, this is mad. Thoria, it is mad, <laughs> eh? It's fucking mad. So, we had, yeah, we had Thoria, gave us a little... Um, best wishes we had um we had dara who's i think from kerry who oh i was I in he, canada he lives in canada yeah he's out in toronto yeah. is it toronto yeah fine kerry man so um yeah dara's dara sent us a nice little message and then we've got tim daff from tasmania what <laughs> yeah tim tim is um tim's quite big into the like the webflow apps now He's a he's quite talented in the Webflow app space, um, and yeah, I got got DMing him with him, but yeah, he's based out in Tasmania. Does I think he does a lot of sales. Hang on, there. what what did you get doing? You got DMing him, M- DMing him, him. How did DMing you say that? Him. There's too many M's. <laughs> Story of my life. Too many M's. Um, uh, this so, this yeah, is Tim, class. This is like it, it's. Oh, did you realize we actually broke? 1000 downloads today which is pretty which is insane it's pretty good so yeah like pretty good considering you haven't put out a podcast in two weeks <laughs> um well we short, short story uh, alin probably about two months ago goes no it was not even two months we haven't been doing this for two months but he was saying right we got it we we gotta we gotta get to a thousand downloads and we start. We started off with like, look, just we're gonna we're gonna record us chatting shit about stuff, and let's not worry about how well it does, because you know, you know, we're not gonna be superstars based off podcast. And then about two weeks in, it's like, hey, have you seen? We've got another four downloads today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty we get fun a message at <laughs> message get midnight, and it says. It says, "Oh yeah, you've had seventy-three downloads," and then you get a message at six o'clock in the morning, and it said, "Yeah, we've had seventy-nine downloads now." And anyway, <laughs> so there was a bit of a target at the Christmas, and and then it obviously that develops into a um, almost an unofficial social media strategy where Alan's like, "We need to post more, and we need to post more videos." Obviously, Alan's not doing any of the editing of the videos or cutting any of the videos. He's just making sure that he's driving driving forward the social media strategy that we have which um <laughs> which is as, a, as consistent as our podcasting <laughs> yeah 
and uh, <laughs> anyway, it's 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 work. So you know, Alan, if you if you ever don't want to do Webflow Dev anymore, then you've got a I think you've got a a career a in career social in, media strategy for podcasts, podcast promotion. Get, yeah, to, get exactly, yeah. go from zero to one thousand downloads in six weeks. I should do it. <laughs> <laughs> and make ten ten k a month. Um, no, no jokes. But hey, we we had a message from James McKinvan from of Indie Bytes fame. Oh wow! Ja- yeah, James is such a. You'll have to send cool these dude. to me because, like, I literally these are the first time I've heard these. Like, what do you say, aging people? Eighteen people, yeah, yeah. We had um, Ollie, Ollie McMillan from the UK. He's a very, we, very talented. Didn't we did listen we listen to his? We listened. We to did his, actually. Yeah. We did, yeah. yeah. He's so he's got he's got two shout outs here. Good work. Obviously we've got two messages from Jack because Jack likes the sound of his own voice. <laughs> good. Smash. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jack. And then who else have we've got? Yeah, we've got Dara and then Oh, we had John Saxton as well from the US. Who who started his message off. I, I got a little glimpse of it, was um and the AI has actually labelled it neutral and a statement which was i think because i was crying because no one from the us was sending us messages he sent us a message from the us which is really nice so, yeah nice. so um yeah we'll get them on oh, the that's next so cool podcast. we'll have to yeah you'll have to send those to me and i'll have to listen to them i think uh, i think what just gen- generally though i guess like before we wrap up is just it just so you know, I I found Webflow on a forum, I don't know, whatever, three years ago. And to think that now I spend all my day in Webflow, but actually most of my most of my mindset, my mind space isn't necessarily about the designer, but a, about the people and like the people around. And it's ridiculous. Like I, moved, I moved country, so I came to Dublin and I didn't know anyone. And But I've not felt kind of lonely or lost because... I've got a new set of mates on the interweb, and obviously yeah. you're one. You're you're one of the um, um, one of the mates I chat to a lot now. Um, but it's it's pretty cool. Like this year has been amazing. It's been like it's been a struggle. It's like freelancing full time, really full time, and supporting everyone full time has been hard. Um, like we had a we had our second son middle of the year, so that was exciting. And you get your ups and downs, like a lot of us have been talking about recently. Um, but just the the constant has just been people who are just, you know, we went over to March for, over to London in March for Web Flails meetup and met loads of people. And then we did the conference in London where we met even more people, like like guys like, like Jenna and Rob flew in from, you know, South Africa. And um, we had guys like flying in from Finland, from France, from um from Prague, like it was it was crazy. But yeah, just um just to think that they're just literally a, a Zoom call away or a DM away or an email away is pretty cool. So and then Alien who's yeah, just down the road awesome. from me is has just um just checked out of my uh my view here. But yeah, I think it's um yeah, I just like happy Christmas everyone switch off the laptop <laughs> yeah. don't go on twitter and honestly don't go on twitter and yeah here's to here's to a good 2024 but no pressure like 
It's, sometimes it'll work out, sometimes it doesn't, but don't worry about it. Yep. Happy Christmas, Matt. Happy Christmas, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the ramblings of two lads trying to fight off middle age. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's been a mental year. It's been a great year. Here's a good 2024. We're probably not going to do a pod between now and the new year. So happy Christmas and happy new year. Take time off. And yeah, have fun. We'll talk to you all in January. Yeah, happy Christmas, guys! And um, if you, to be honest, if you made it this far, fair play. To I know you. this is like an hour and forty <laughs> minutes now. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, right. We need to, we need to go. We need to go now and actually have some. Well, probably have some. It's only eight o'clock. Like, maybe should we should go down the pub. Yeah. 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 Let's go for a pint. Yeah. Okay. Like, hang up there. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you down the pub now. See you in the pub. Good luck. Yep. Yeah, okay. Good luck. Bye. 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 Bye